Ashton here with Love Life and Disability. So thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you on, on the show. So thank you. How, how's everything going for you at the moment? You keeping well? Keeping well, thank you, Kay. Yes, thank you very much for inviting me onto your show. Uh, great pleasure. We've known each other for quite a while and it's uh, it's always been a, a hand-in-hand thing. Yeah, I, I, I love my days when I used to be a presenter on UK Health Radio. Really, really enjoyed it. When I first started doing this podcast, I kept introducing myself as the Sunshine UK Health Show, and I'm kind of like, no, it's Love Life Disability now. And I still keep doing it. Even only yesterday, I had to re- reshoot because, yeah, I said the wrong one again. <laughs> Wonderful, actually. But, yeah. yeah, it's still very close to my heart, and obviously yourself and the UK Health radio show, and it's good to try and get word out there about what you guys do. Thank you so much, yes. So how did UK Health Radio come about? Well, it it actually started um, through uh, a health issue I had. Um, I, uh, as you you know, I'm not a health professional. Uh, I used to be a fashion photographer. And uh, in 2011, uh, I first had a a heart attack in February. And then in in June of the same year, everybody was telling me you should be feeling better you should be getting better you know and I felt like death warmed up actually it, it just I wasn't recovering well we thought I wasn't recovering from the heart attack and then um, as I said in June I was uh, I was diagnosed with cancer wow and whereabouts but was the cancer it was well it's um, <clears throat> multiple melanoma I had seven um, all in all Okay. Uh, spread throughout my whole body, all the organs, all, almost all the organs, in other words. Wow. So um, I even had one in my eye, <laughs> which, um, yeah, that was that was uh, that was the beginning. That was without knowing it. That was the um, almost the start of UK Health Radio. So I did um, I did um, radiotherapy. I was tested for chemo, but found to be allergic to the chemotherapy that was available in those days. <clears throat> and then um, the two, in the end, end, ended up doing two sets of radiotherapy. Okay. And, uh, and was actually given uh, the all clear in October of 2011. I, as I now call it my first diagnosis, because um, there was another one that followed, of course. Mm. And, and, um, so about four months later during my first post-cancer checkup uh, I was told that the cancer had returned and uh, that it had spread once again everywhere and they basically said to me okay so go home uh, sort out your affairs because you have 12 months max to you know so and yeah and that was the second diagnosis was actually a milestone in my life because unlike the first time I was diagnosed the first time just put me into a complete spin okay really I was I was useless so you know it was I was absolutely useless for weeks after that I had it just I I, I didn't know I I really honestly didn't know what to do you know You've got so, so much processing to do though it's yeah, so it's yeah. like life just comes straight in front of you and so much that would be going through your head but not being able to process it I guess as well at the same time like maybe quite foggy at points absolutely and it was really like that it was like I felt like I was in a tumble dryer 
literally, you know, it's like emotionally as well, yeah. not only the physical. And at that stage, I didn't feel anything physical really yet, you know, um, but it's uh, the emotional turmoil that, that you go through with, with a diagnosis like that is quite, is, is almost the illness of its own because it's mental health, it's, it's really, it's, it's not funny, you know, so, but I have to admit during the, during the, the therapy, during the, the radiotherapy, both sets of radiotherapy, and I, I, I always had this feeling of, of, of not being really part of the process, you know, I had, I had no duties, nobody had said to me, listen, Johan, you have to, um, follow this diet or don't follow a diet or, or do exercise or don't do exercise, you know, no, Nobody told me anything. You know, I, I had, I had this really this this feeling of of almost helplessness. From my only duty was to be there for the therapy. You know, so um, the second one was different. The second one was was as I, as I mentioned before was actually a milestone in my life because yeah. there was no confusion. There was no tumble dryer. I was so clear in my mind that I you know I can still remember sitting in, in my, my oncologist's office and she's saying to me okay you have plus minus 12 months to live and me thinking in the back of my head not going to happen you know it's like I am not I'm not going to die in 12 months time my I had I have two boys as you know yeah and my eldest son at that stage was 11 and my, my second, my baby uh, was almost three. And I just, I just could not imagine not seeing them turn four and 12 and, or, you know, going to, to, to secondary school or even going to study or whatever, you know? So it was, it was really, it was, um, it, it was actually, and at that stage, and, and it was weird. I, I realized right there, right then that, I had to become part of this process. Yes. Remember I said what lacked in the first one? I wasn't part of the process. I, I knew because nobody was going to fight for my life the way, the way I was going to fight for it. You know what I mean? I mean, the doctors do a great job, and they, but it's not their lives. <laughs> it's, we have to put I, the work in too. You know, it's, but when, when it's about your own, it's a different story. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's why it was actually... Um, in in hindsight, it was actually an amazing experience. I didn't think so at the time, of course, but now when I think about it, it was actually an amazing experience because it 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 sort of shaped me into what I am now, almost, if that makes any sense. <clears throat> so, with the UK Health Radio, was you looking for like, content to see what else was out there, and then you noticed maybe like a gap in the market? Like, where were you going? for your support to then focus on creating UK Health Radio? Well, I, I mean, at that time, I'm talking about 2011, um, there was very little out there for people that were, were basically looking for something that they could do yeah. themselves, you know? <clears throat> and I went there where everybody told me not to go, internet. I just started. I, I literally, the same day of, of the second diagnosis, I went home. Uh, I didn't tell my wife about it. I didn't tell her that that the cancer was back. I didn't even tell her that they'd given me the twelve months. It was somehow it was a a very it was a very personal thing. It was mm. it was me, and I was going to sort this out. And um, 
that same day I went and I started my research and uh, that was basically also a bit later, of course, not that day, or, but a bit later was, was, was almost the birth of UK Health Radio because um, I, I wanted to, to prevent people of going through what I had to go through. It took me seven months of research to find um, and I'll tell you what I found uh, in a minute, to find something that I could believe in and to find something that I could do myself, you know. And those seven months were like really dark months, literally, you know. The internet has some pretty gory stuff when it comes to health out there. And everything was doom and gloom and everything was, you know, you can't cure, but you could perhaps prolong your life, but you're going to die kind of thing, <laughs> you know? So, and, and um, so, yeah, that was, that was actually the, the, the ground stone for UK Health Radio was to, to see where I could source the information, as much information as possible, put it into one place so that people could, people in my situation could go to mm -hmm. and read it. And the most important part of it was, and that is still the, the, the basis of UK Health Radio, is we talk about a lot of things and a lot of hard things as well, dark things as well. Illness isn't always um, very pleasant, but we always do it in a positive manner. <clears throat> and that's exactly always... what's happened here, though, with UK Health Radio, is you've got the negativity of, um, of like being diagnosed with cancer, you know, it's it's not a positive thing but it's like a negative being turned into a positive because something fantastic has come out of a horrible situation for you and your family yeah yeah and i mean it, it, in the end I, I i well that that i found was uh, it's just a short little sentence i read it, it was two o'clock in the morning when i read it actually uh, it, it it and it reads um cancer cannot survive in an oxygenated alkaline cellular environment now this was a this was was actually um, a, a discovered by a, a German biochemist by the name of um, Dr. Warburg, mm -hmm. and and he he actually won a Nobel Prize for that discovery oh, yeah. in 1931. <clears throat> so, and, like the and pH me, levels, isn't it? Yeah, correct. And and for me at that stage, um, I thought, well, Nobel Prize nothing less or nothing more scientific than a yeah. Nobel Prize you know it really it really resonated with me and it and it was like I actually woke uh, Rafaela my wife I woke her at two in the morning and I said to wow. her listen Rafaela I found a way not to die I honestly that's those were my exact words that I said to her you know because by that time of course I had um, I had my, my health had really taken a toll and mm -hmm. she knew uh, of course I had to tell her then afterwards that of the diagnosis and everything else you know so um, and that's I mean seven months into my allotted 12 I to give you an example it, the, the, the one morning it took me 20 minutes to walk up two flights of stairs yeah. that's how ill I was you know but in any case you see that's um, that sentence that I read what it basically means is that your body has a pH. Everybody's, all of us have a pH in our body, which is uh, neutral at 7.2. <clears throat> and everything under that is, is acidic. Mm -hmm. And that is what um, cancer cells feed on. 
acid, sugar, in other words, glucose. And everything above that is alkaline and that is, well, there's no food for them. So you basically starve <clears throat> the cancer in your body to death. Okay. And that's what I did. It's not a quick fix. It took me two and a half years to get rid of uh, this, the seven uh, tumors. I did, I, I did have one or two removed as well, which were possible at that. The, the others were impossible, the one in my eye, for example. But yeah, that was, um, <clears throat> that's basically, so nutrition and lifestyle was my savior. And do you still follow that process today with um, the way that you eat? And is that still yeah. part of your routine today? No, absolutely. I'm, um, I'm a, an alkaline vegan. I, well, vegan, but not only that, alkaline uh, food only. Cool. And, um, but it's it's gone past it's gone way beyond the nutrition only it's um it's 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 gone into the lifestyle i i realized that while well, i read about it it's not as i said i'm not a professional but um stress i don't know if people know that but stress acidifies your body to such an extent so um probably have more stress now than what i had before but i've i looked at it and i i looked at what causes my stress and I found it to, it to be time pressure so yeah. I lengthened my day to give me more time you know so um, I do I do breathing exercises I do a lot I, I mean I run every second day I run 12 kilometers every second day that's amazing so yeah it's just you know it's just you've got to you've really got to live it Mm -hmm. And I know if I, if it's just the way my body functions, if I, if I don't live this way, I will get it again. So that's it. <laughs> it's like mental health is so, so important and it can have huge impacts on, on individuals because some people may turn to the food and then put a lot of weight on. Some other people just may not even leave the house and become very isolated. So mental health is, is critically important and i think it's been more known these days as well there's been a lot more being spoke about us we've got covid at the moment and the long um long covid symptoms people have now anxiety and not wanting to leave the house and so forth so i think it is becoming more on people's radars these days about mental health and how we should be look, looking after it i was speaking to somebody the other day and they were saying that everybody has mental health everybody there's a difference in that there's mental illness in but we're all some people might have the mental illness but we all have mental health and we all deal with things in in different ways and i thought that was a very interesting different way to, to look at it and to take that on board oh, definitely mental health is um i think I, I think even as hard as covid has been typical me i always try and look for the positives in it and and for me, the biggest positive of this whole um, pandemic has been that it's made health mainstream. Yes. People that have never ever even considered health and mental health and physical, as I say, physical health, mental mm -hmm. health and spiritual health. And it's made it, it's just taken it from oblivion to mainstream. And I, I can't imagine that we will ever go back to just handing our health over to third parties yeah all the time and not taking responsibility for your own health i think that's the main thing it's it's made us sit up take note and 
and made us take responsibility for our own health, especially now, especially when you are cooped up and locked up like we are, especially when it comes to eating, overeating, overdrinking, loneliness, all these things. It's really hard on people. You know, so. It is, and so many life lessons as well. Like, um, people love being a parent, but some people are saying, I didn't sign up to this when I had kids. You know, they go to school, I don't see them for eight hours, and now I'm with them 24-7. And yes. some people are finding it difficult, all the loves of the lives, you know, relationships are breaking down. Some relationships are actually forming and blooming. And okay. even down to work, the best bit for me is all these jobs, which you could never, ever work from home. We need you in the office. It's that presence of presence. And now automatically your jobs now magically be able to work from home and it's now helping out those in the disability community even more because now those jobs are worked to apply for that they couldn't apply for because they couldn't work from home now allow it or I applied for a job in Birmingham and I says I live in Manchester when normality returns can I still work from Manchester and they said yeah but we'll have an office in Manchester and you, you could apply yeah but it's opening up the doors to now to even get more talent because things can now be remote and it can be proven to work. Can't agree with you more. Also positive. There are so yeah. many positives have come out of that. Yeah, the, only, the only thing I really, really find really hard is homeschooling. Wow. <laughs> I, 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 I have a total different viewpoint towards the education departments or teachers yeah. and, and so on it's um well, teachers it's need medals <laughs> literally uh, on on so many levels you know because they're not only teaching they it's also got to do with mental health with physical health and with everything else and um yeah it's i could never have imagined it to be what it is um, and how have the children found work um doing their studying at home have, have they enjoyed it or um, well, both my boys, my, my eldest son, he's at, he's at university now. Um, so, but he works part-time as a carer. He's, um, he, so, so he gets out, you know, he goes, when he's not at, at uni, he, he's working. My youngest son cannot wait. He's, he's 11 now, the youngest one. Yeah. And he can't, well, 12, sorry. I'll get into trouble. <laughs> um, he cannot wait to go back. He wants to see his mates. He wants to play. He wants to run, foot, play football, and you know, like shame. You can really, and I mean, they, the kids today have all the opportunity to still communicate with on their phones and all this. But still, it's that that interaction. I think is still vitally important, especially to children. Because if this had happened years ago, like yeah. we wouldn't have had the Zoom. We wouldn't have had. Skype to stay in contact and see family, it would have been a completely different situation. I don't think many people would have coped if it was like pre-internet days. I think it would have been it would have been a real struggle. And it does make you think about all these viruses that went around before internet and this sort of thing, how how people did cope and what people did to see themselves through. It's it's extraordinary, but I am thankful for Zoom. I think my biggest horrible thing I've hated about the whole thing is not seeing my niece and my nephew because mm. um, Thomas is well he's two this year and I've not seen Thomas since his first birthday which was in August yeah. um, which so means I've not seen Alexis since then either but we get to see each other on FaceTime like every so often but it's not the same because she's only four born on Christmas day mm. and you're just missing out on those like critical 
key moments when the when the children are so little, like their very first times doing things. I'm just being mis- beaten up now by a little one, but hopefully soon enough she can jump back on me and beat me up and pretend she's a crocodile and a dinosaur and whatever other animal she wishes to be that day. And that's what I can't wait for is is to do that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, well, I was speaking to a friend the other day and he says, oh, I can't wait to stop traveling. I said to him, Gee, well, he doesn't live in the UK though, you know, so they have a bit more freedom. Yeah. I, I said to him, I can't wait just to travel into the center of London. You know, <laughs> never mind overseas, just center of London and a coffee shop or something like that. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. That's the thing. It's just doing these little things. I think that we may have all took for granted at points and you know, it's like, like you say, you know, going into London, I've been through Manchester on a drive to pick something up for my brother, and that's about it. Other than that, my life is pretty much home, office, home, to my parents, home, little, home. That's it. And maybe a walk around my local park with my with my neighbour's dog. Other than that, I literally do not leave the house. So it's like, humans! It's like, anytime you see a human at the door, it's like, hello, how are you? <laughs> human! <laughs> it's humans. Yeah, I've been into into center of London once, and that was for it was about uh, six weeks ago for uh, my my six monthly cancer checkup. Yeah. So to the hospital, and it was amazing. I got all dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Did it, it go was, well? It was, yeah, it went really well. I've, um, I'm, I'm I'm still cancer free, and I have been now for like seven odd years. So fantastic, yeah. And with the birth of UK Health Radio, you've got fantastic presenters. Um, you've even got shows about dogs and pets. You've got therapy shows. Where do you get all your talent and presenters from? Like, how, how do you even manage to put such a range of different schedules together? Like, that must be a lot of work. Like, where do you have the time? Um, it's it's actually it's 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 just work in progress it sounds like a lot um at the moment i'm actually planning a huge step which is going to be really daunting but um up to now we uh, we have as, as i'm sure you know we have 28 presenters so 28 slots um as i mentioned before i'm not a health professional but all our presenters are health professionals all the people uh, we have we have three or four um, like magazine type shows mm-hmm. where the presenters might not be health professionals, but all their guests are. Yeah, uh, an expert in their field. Yeah, so it's really important um, for the listeners also to know that you know it's it's not the the fashion photographer sucking stuff out of his thumb that kind of thing. You know, it's it's really it's it's all it's all health professionals and. Um, and so, so the, the information is all real. Um, I get a lot of, I get up to about 300 emails a day from listeners asking for information on illnesses, on what, are, you know, advice about their health. And, and I, I take those very seriously. I, I sort them into categories and then I, uh, once a week or once a fortnight, actually, I have a look at, at which are the most needed. Yeah. Then I physically go and I start looking for a health professional um, in that area. 
and I then start approaching. I, I find, if I find two or three or four of them, I approach them, I speak with them. Um, I introduce them to UK Health Radio, Health Radio if they don't know it yet. And, um, and that's, how, that's how I have built it up, one after the other, step by step, uh, up until the 28 presenters. At the moment, um, it's become quite difficult because it's, I can't, um, due to the schedule, I can't add any more presenters. I have to swap them out. Yeah. And, you know, if you have a show that's not performing well, it's easy to, to swap it out. But at the moment, our shows are all doing so well that I'm now taking information away from a certain area to put new information in. And I found that, that we can't continue like that. So um, end of April of this year, we're going from 28 to 42 presenters. Amazing. So I, I, we are adding 14 new areas of of health expertise um, in the, uh, it all happened during one week yeah um, but uh, so from from end of april beginning of may basically we will we will have uh, 14 new as i said complete new areas in health and yeah um you know i health has become such a such a broad and such a wide uh, word actually yeah we have pet health we have of course, all the big ones, all the cancer, the diabetes. We have a mental health show that's only dedicated to that. Um, we, but one of, the, one of our latest shows is a health tech show because um, COVID, what COVID has, has also done is, is propel technology into the healthcare like you can't mm -hmm. believe. So we have a, a health tech show, which is, I've learned so much. And I was actually one of those people that still believe that health has to be a personal thing mm -hmm. it does from a certain point onwards but in the beginning it doesn't have to be and even my mind has been changed through that show because it's they have all the all the the high-tech um health businesses that are out there now are being interviewed and the information about you know the background on it once you get into it is so amazing um, so yeah, it's uh, so we've you know we, we really do as wide as possible. We have a business health show, for example, as well. Because I, if your business is doing well, you're also in a different place mentally from mm -hmm. this point of view. So because we, technology yeah, is important with health, because you've not just got technology for the health, you've also got the assistive technology. So things like Dragon and Read and Write and Jaws for your like visually impaired community and dyslexia community, you've got so much technology out there as well, which people need to know about, which people don't always know about, which can help and improve your life at work because I'm dyslexic. So I try and use Siri as much as possible, or I might use my Dragon Dictate software. And it can be stressful trying to write emails sometimes or make sure I'm trying to get my point across and also reading things in case I may misinterpretate something or get the word wrong and it is helpful because then if you don't it can play in your mind that you may not get a job because you're dyslexic or you've got a hidden disability where you might need that support so having tech out there and shows that talk about tech um you know i think steve's doing a great job with that is is doing good Oh, definitely. I mean, and now we, we're adding shows like um, on fertility, on, you know, like 
um, we've got a show, of a, a consumer product show that's coming, that's actually going to test products out there and give okay. the honest review on them and, and, and interview the, the makers of good products or, you know, and that kind of thing. It's, it's got nothing to do with, with slander or trying, or it's, it's only, UK Health Radio is, is, is there only to help. Yeah. in a positive manner we it's not it's not it's not normal journalism of course we we sometimes have to expose something if it's not good but it, that's not what it's about it's not about the not good it's about where you can go and what you can do to achieve the good so that raising um, awareness as well it is yeah it's definitely. so important yeah, and it's and it's also the and very another very important thing is a lot of people think when they hear my story with the nutrition and the, they think oh it's probably natural health only, which is not the case at all. We have we have a, two cancer shows actually at the moment. We we had three, but at the moment we only have two. Where one's pure oncology, and the other one is is an integrative approach with oncology and lifestyle and everything else. You know, so. Um, UK Health Radio is not only mainstream health or natural health. Mm -hmm. We air them side by side and, and we don't air them to, to provoke either. It's got nothing to do with it. We just air the information, good quality, true, well-researched, positive information. Um, that's what we do. So, you know, so we don't play the one up against the other one or anything. Yeah. Is I, I used to love presenting, like I said before, and I did the UK Health Radio, and I was more of the magazine kind of show. So it was I was speaking one week maybe to someone who was, I am doing skin creams. Then the next week week I might be speaking to somebody that's um, doing like PA work and lives with cystic fibrosis, for example. And the vast of people that I was speaking to, even speaking to like um, the pajama fairies, and they create PJs for children that are in hospital. And they've grown so much since I first interviewed them. And, you know, seeing these companies grow and bloom that I spoke to when they were more maybe in a startup is, is fantastic. And it's good to get word out there. And I think having the shows um, like you just referred to there and then having your magazine ones to have it a bit more um, magazine-y is, is fantastic. And you, you're capturing different audiences all the time and you can still cover things maybe in a slightly different way as well definitely the, the, the magazine shows are, are actually a very integrated part of our programming yeah you know, get to get a bit of a variety and a different viewpoint you know if 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 one presenter is doing a show on cancer all the time that's his viewpoint that's yeah. coming up with a magazine type show you get you get so many different viewpoints coming in and that is um I mean, at the moment, UK Health Radio has, has the most in-depth information on the widest range of health topics available. Amazing. Everything from health and wellness, fitness, diet and nutrition, um, illness prevention, environment, that's the other show that we're starting up as a pure environmental show as well, also end of April. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's really, it's grown from two listeners in the beginning of which I was one, to, this is the other. Yeah, and my wife, Rafaela, was the other. <laughs> she's, she's never admitted to that, but I know it was her. <laughs> uh, to 1.2 million listeners, averaging 1.2 million listeners at the moment, you know. So really, um, 
and again, COVID has, uh, from that side of things, uh, of course, from a sponsor and an advertising point of view, it had the exact opposite um, effect. But from a listener point of view, we grew from just under a half a million to now over a million in the last year. Amazing. Which has, uh, which just proves the point as well that that health has become a mainstream topic. It's it's not to be um, taken out of modern living anymore. Right. It definitely needs to be the way the way forward now, and I think people are going to be talking more about the health, especially from a flexible working situation, um, mental health in, in work. Like so many people now, with where I work, they're doing wellbeing courses pretty much every single week, and they're ensuring they're checking in on people. And I think it is becoming more of a central topic where people are taking things seriously, even talking about if whether or not they're getting the jab, the reasons why they will or they won't. Um, people are really reevaluating. Some people are getting seriously fit and using that time that they have now at home to, to reassess their life. So I think there the can be quite a few positives, but then obviously the downside to some health with people being locked in, some people turning more to the to the food and to the drink. And hopefully at some point they'll be able to get the help that they need to get back into shape and get themselves sorted. But it does need to be a more talked about subject. And with shows like yours and with UK Health Radio, you know that's what we are doing. It's bringing it to the forefront of people's minds even more. And we just need to keep that going. And it's fantastic because, you know, your show's growing. You're, you're getting over 40 presenters with it within the space of a few months now. And, you know, there's clearly that need there for it. Yeah, definitely. Um... Especially the loneliness has has come out as well a lot with with COVID. We got we got so many people writing us saying to us thank you for at least we've got something to listen to. You know we we on Alexa as well, so that has helped. That actually happened before um, COVID. Actually, almost at the same time, if I remember, I think in February last year we got onto Alexa finally Amazing. after jumping through felt like a thousand hoops, um, Google hoops. <laughs> <laughs> But we, we got on and um, and and just in time, you know. We so from uh, some people literally switch on in the mornings and uh, we play music in between. So it's not all doom and it's not doom and gloom at all, actually. You know, mm -hmm. as I said, before, it's all very positive stuff. Even though some of the topics are really quite um, heavy, but um, we we play modern music. Um, some some presenters play everything from Pink Floyd to. Justin Bieber, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it really, it's um, it's not doom and gloom at all. It's not a hospital radio. It's um, it's it's actually, of course we do cure, but it's actually prevention. It's mm -hmm. actually there for prevention on all levels as well. Physical, mental um, health, especially those, those two areas of it. Well, thank you so much for keeping it going, but what are you doing for your 10 year anniversary? Um, it's end of the year, luckily. <laughs> So I don't know yet. To be very honest with you, all I'm all I'm focusing, <laughs> concentrating on at the moment are these 42 presenters that I somehow have to get out there. Uh, we, we're doing a common award ceremony this year as well. We have had before, but this year we're really rolling it out. So until um, end of June, that's that's my world. Those two things. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see if we could. Uh, if by the end of the year it's possible to have a party, I'm sure we will. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't believe my 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 brainchild is almost 10 years old. It's it's flown by. Yeah. It really has.
yeah well so as well as uk health radio you also have the the magazine as well yes correct it's called health triangle magazine uh, it's a digital mag so it's on the website as well it's also on the right hand side just above <laughs> the um the the uh, app downloads and all you do is you click on that it takes you to the page where you can um, there's a there's a preview function where you can look at you know what's in it yeah and then there's anything in there that really um, that you would like more information on or read about uh, the subscription opportunity is there but the radio and our listen on demand and our article section is all for free that and it will never be charged for it'll always be um, there for uh, for the nation basically no that's amazing and i love the fact that you do have the magazine as well because it does provide that alternative format and that alternative viewpoint as well Absolutely. so that people with different health disabilities maybe if they're ddf hard of hearing might then read the magazine because then they can take information from that and decipher it and do is required as well so it's great to see it's going around full circle in, in many ways and that you are providing to different audiences thank you so much for coming on today it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and it's great to see that it's coming you know strength to strength but the most important question our listeners and viewers will want to know is where can they go to hear and tune in yeah uh, very easy uh, uk health radio it's an internet-based radio station so tell your family abroad whoever um, www.ukhealthradio.com very easily when you're on the website um, we have the radio that of course runs like any radio schedule schedule mm -hmm. shows we also have on there we have a listen on demand section where all shows are kept for about 18 months so you can go there you can pick and choose where what you want um, as we speak we are implementing a download function on there as well so you don't only have to listen to it on the website cool. but you can download it onto your computer and listen whenever you want they can uh, find uh, the links to our app on the website as well it's just uh, above the fold on the right hand side very clearly so we've got apps as well we're on alexa all you need to say is alexa play uk health radio and she plays it it's amazing i can't it still boggles my mind <laughs> and of course social media we're really we're really um out there on social media and it's all at uk health radio so um twitter um instagram and of course um facebook that's amazing well you've heard it all there guys if you want to check it out go search the links below they'll be down there and make sure you give them a click and give them a follow and tune in